You're listening to the Department of Defense This Week, a weekly podcast with some of the top stories from around the DoD. The U.S. military is restructuring its forces in Europe. Secretary of Defense Leon Panetta recently visited troops in Germany, where he spoke about the European realignment, which includes the replacement of two brigade combat teams with smaller units on rotational deployments. We are going to take down two of the BCTs, but most those two BCTs, frankly, were operating in Afghanistan. They weren't even here. Uh, so we're going to take those two down, leave two BCTs here. Plus, we're going to develop a new brigade in the United States where we're going to have battalions rotate into Europe to do exercises and do that twice a year, do training, do exercises, and have that presence. The secretary said some 37,000 troops will remain in Europe, even after the two brigades leave. Secretary Panetta said the leadership and hard work of troops in Europe is not unnoticed, even in a time of budget cuts and structural changes. I want to maintain the strongest military force in the world, and that's what we do, and that's why you're still going to have a large role to play in, in the force, not only now, but the force of 2020. For more on the Secretary's trip to Europe, including his discussions with NATO leaders in Belgium, visit Travels with Panetta news special on defense.gov. The Defense Department launched a wide-reaching new initiative Thursday to combat poor nutrition and obesity. The campaign, created by the military health system, will encourage better nutrition and health choices by service members and the services themselves. Dr. Jonathan Woodson, Assistant Secretary of Defense for Health Affairs and TRICARE Management Activity Director, said obesity is becoming a liability for the military. About 30% of military candidates are ineligible for enlistment because of weight. The military discharges about 1,200 service members each year for failure to meet weight or fitness standards. So uh, you know that uh, America has a uh, growing problem, and probably pun intended uh, here. Um, we have an issue of increasing obesity uh, within uh, the civilian population. Uh, we have uh, now a history of sort of poor nutritional choices, both in the civilian and in the military populations, that's affecting um, readiness. So. In an interview with the Pentagon Channel, Dr. Woodson explained the new campaign. The military hasn't updated its nutritional standards in 20 years, he said. That needs to change. Uh, and so our initiative uh, is several fold. Uh, it's about bringing leadership focus uh, to producing healthier populations. Uh, and our strategy within health affairs is moving from what we call health care, just delivery of services, uh, to producing uh, health in, our, uh, in the population we serve. For more information, visit dodlive.mil, defense.gov, and pentagonchannel.mil. The Taliban has gotten more aggressive recently, but the military has the momentum to win in Afghanistan, a top officer told Pentagon reporters. Army Lieutenant General Curtis Scaparati, leader of International Security Assistance Force Joint Command, said the fight will be hard, but there are clear signs of progress. He said ISAF and the Afghan National Security Force have the right plan. Since returning to Afghanistan last summer, I've personally seen steady progress across the country. The Afghanistan government, in partnership with the coalition, has taken significant steps forward. 
Surely, Afghanistan will continue to face tough challenges. But together with our Afghan partners, our strategy remains focused, the combined team engaged, and I believe we have the right plan. We certainly have the momentum, and we've got the result to succeed. The general said he has no worries that the Afghan police and military will be ready and capable defenders when NATO is ready to transition control to them. I can tell you personally from experience and from feedback from others, uh, these soldiers will fight, particularly at the company level. There's no question about that. And, uh, and they're going to be good enough as we build them to secure their country and to counter the insurgency that they're dealing with. He now. said the ultimate goal is to thwart the Taliban and leave a reliable defense force to keep the peace so Afghanistan can achieve economic success. For more information, visit defense.gov. For the full video of the briefing, visit pentagonchannel.mil. The Department of Defense hosted its first Twitter town hall this week. For about 45 minutes, Pentagon Press Secretary George Little fielded 140-character questions from users on the social network. Users could tag a question with the hashtag AskDOD to participate. Topics ranged from benefits for gay and lesbian service members to the Pentagon's stance on Iran. Social media is now an important forum for addressing topics of concern to troops and family members and the American public, Little said. So it makes sense to engage not just in traditional formats, but on the Internet. To find out more about the Twitter town hall, visit defense.gov or search Twitter for the AskDOD hashtag. February is African American History Month. This week, we share the story of Henry Oshin Flipper, the first black graduate of the United States Military Academy at West Point. Lieutenant Henry Oshin Flipper was the first African-American to graduate from the U.S. Military Academy at West Point and was also the first black officer in the Army. He was born into slavery in 1856 and gained his appointment to the Academy in 1873. During his tenure, Flipper performed a variety of duties at posts in the Southwest most notably as the first black officer to command a Buffalo Soldier Regiment in the 10th Cavalry Regiment. In 1880, Flipper served as quartermaster and commissary officer at Fort Davis. The following year, Colonel William Rufus Shafter assumed command of the post, and under his leadership, Flipper was accused of embezzling funds and of conduct on becoming an officer and a gentleman. A general court-martial found him innocent of the embezzlement charge, but declared him guilty of conduct on becoming an officer. As a result of his conviction, Flipper received a dishonorable discharge in 1882. Flipper died in 1940. He maintained his innocence throughout the rest of his life and appealed to the Army to have his conviction reversed. It wasn't until 1976 when his descendants applied to have his military records corrected that the Army finally acknowledged that Flipper's conviction and punishment were unduly harsh and unjust, granting him an honorable discharge. In 1999, following a request for pardon through the Secretary of the Army, President Clinton pardoned Flipper in a ceremony at the White House honoring him and his accomplishments. Noting the struggle Flipper and his family went through to gain justice, President Clinton said, it teaches us Lieutenant Flipper's family teaches us that we must never give up the fight to make our country live up to its highest ideals. As of 2008, 
There were 2.3 million African-American veterans in the United States, more than any other minority group. During African-American History Month, we honor their service and sacrifice. You've been listening to news brought to you by the Department of Defense. For links to these stories and much more, visit dodlive.mil or defense.gov.